personal coach and trusted attorney, Andrew Lee, who will help you get started in building your real estate empire. Grow your self-confidence, find your grit, and get the skills needed to dominate the real estate world. This is Real Estate Investing with Andrew Lee. Hello, hello, hello. So we're fielding some questions and some thoughts from our Facebook group at Listen to Lieb on Facebook. That's L-I-S-T-E-N-T-O-L-I-E-B on Facebook. And my friend Kyle Park writes, he wants to know about residential house flipping. Flipping is all the rage. I'm going to tell you why. It's these property brothers. They're very handsome guys. Which one do you like better, the contractor or the broker? Definitely the contract. You think so? I, I don't know. I, I I like the broker one. I'm addicted. If you watch this HD, what is it? HDTV. Do I say it right? HDTV. It's so good. I I also love Love It or List It. That's that's one of my favorite the ones. Canadians. Yeah, the Canadians. They're very fancy. So anyway, Kyle wants to become a home flipper. Everyone wants to be a home flipper these days, and he wants to know what advice we got for this. So Kyle, I got some ideas for you. First of all, the numbers they have on these TV shows are complete and utter nonsense. So let's just what, put you that. you can't do a kitchen for $14,000? 14000 I think they did it for 1400 on the last show. I saw it was ridiculous. So we write an article. I, I, I write for Dan's Papers Behind the Hedges, and I wrote an article that is a must-read for anyone thinking about flipping. It's called The True Cost of Moving on Up in the Hamptons. And you might be saying to yourself, I'm not in the Hamptons. doesn't matter. What this article does is it breaks down if you were going to buy a house, and you're going to sell the house, and then you're going to buy another house, how much money you're losing. So let's play a little game. Ready? You buy a house in the Hamptons for a million bucks, Lauren. Easy. You sell the house, and then you buy a house for 1.5 because you're like moving on up like the Jeffersons. You're ready for the next thing. Ready? So then you buy for 1.5. And let's assume that you put 20% down on both of them. Guess how much money you're out just on transaction costs, meaning the broker, the attorney, the mortgage recording tax, the Peconic Bay regional tax, the New York state transfer tax, the bank attorney. Guess how much money you're just out just from doing this? That you're never going to get back? Never going to get back. Gone. Take us. I don't know, $50,000? $176,880, which represents 59% of your current equity in the East Hampton House. So you're eating 59% of your equity, just so we're clear from buying and selling. So when all these people that you re- you watch these shows, Kyle, Kyle, I watch these shows about how they want to flip and they make more money than what they bought it for. But let's assume even that they did the construction themselves. We talked about that last week. Let's imagine they do the construction themselves and their fees are much lower. And let's even assume that they have a great deal with the people at the mill working shop, at the Home Depot, at the Lowe's. Let's assume that they get really good prices on everything. You have to make up $176,000 just in governmental fees and transfer tax fees. And I know people that think it all just comes out of the mortgage that they don't actually have to pay it. Oh, no, you have to pay your mortgage back. But Kyle, we got more for you because you want to be a house flipper. Let's assume Kyle can overcome this and he wants to get more money together. So Kyle, the next thing for you, you want to sell it quick. Don't you want to sell it quick? You want to sell a flip quick. You know why? Because every day, my brother was saying this to me the other day, when you buy a flip, and he's right. Every day you're holding the property, guess who's paying the taxes? You are. Every day you're holding the property, guess who's paying the electric? You are. Every day you're holding the property and something breaks, guess who's responsible? You are. So you want to flip it as quickly as possible. But guess what? We write another article about flipping it too fast. You got to check out this article. 
your guide to buying a flip at the right time. And if you were just to Google any of these things, you'll find them right away. Your guide to buying a flip at the right time. And here's what it says. If the contract of sale on the purchase is within 90 days, 90 days of when the seller got the deed, a lot of lenders for the borrower, the new buyer, won't fund. If you have it within 90 days, so you have to spread it out more than 90 days. Otherwise, the it buyer- It be 91 days. 91 days would be fine. But and you, your, your attorney will work with you. So you don't want to flip within the first 90 days, particularly if they're getting an FHA loan that's not happening at all. If they're getting a conventional loan, it's going to be a big problem. But when you buy a house and you're flipping, I want you to calendar 91 days and do not go into contract until that 91st day because you got problems with that. We got more stuff, ready? The smarty pants that do the flipping. This is one of the things I hear them tell me a lot, particularly on the commercial realm, Lauren. Here's what they do, ready? What they do is they buy a place with bunk tenants, terrible tenants, paying below market money. And what they do, here's their plan, ready? Multifamily, commercial, here's what they do. They optimize, they upgrade, they make it better, and then they get better tenants, right? And then they, by doing that, on the income approach to appraisal, you know what they do? The property becomes worth a lot more money, and then they sell it for a lot more money. Did you know there's a proposed bill right now in the state of New York? It's not in, like we usually tell you about laws when they're about to pass. This one's not about to pass yet, but it's a big enough deal. It's being talked about on the Bar Association, Let's serve This S2892B, here's what it does. It prohibits evicting people without good cause, meaning they would have to breach the lease to be able to evict them. So Kyle Park says to me, what about flipping? And I want to tell you, I think flipping is a great idea. If when you do your business planning, Kyle, you account for all the transaction fees to buy, all the transaction fees to sell, all the things that could go wrong, you account for holding the property for that 91 days, and you monitor all the laws to make sure, to make sure that there's no without good cause eviction takes place. That's how you flip property. Now, just to shift into my favorite segment, we're up to two truths and a lie, Lauren. One of our favorite segments, this is my favorite. And if you've been on our website, you just go to at listen to Lieb with which website, Lauren, which is a website or? Yeah, just go to at listen to Lieb.com. And also, um, if you go to our Facebook page, I'm going to post the articles that you were just talking about before. Okay. So, but if you go to at listen to Lieb.com, that's not going to work because you don't use the at symbol when it's the dot com. It's listen to Lieb.com yeah. or at listen to Lieb on social media. So on two truths and a lie, what we have is the segment we have right now. I'm going to read three things for you. Ready, Lauren? One of them is a lie. Let's figure it out. Not in any order. I don't know. We'll see how I feel right now. So a residential month-to-month lease can always be canceled on 30 days notice. Hmm. A residential month-to-month lease requires a written notice about the fire sprinkler system. A residential month-to-month lease requires a written notice about the current valid CO. Which one's the lie, Lauren? One more time. I'm going to hand her the sheet. She likes when she gets the sheet in front of her. What are the three choices again? So if you have a residential month-to-month lease, you need a written notice for the fire sprinkler system. That's true. That one's true. Well, yes. If you listen to a segment before here, you talked about that. Yes. And you have to have it in bold typeface. What's the next one? Okay. um, That you need a written notice for a valid CO. A written notice for a valid CO, meaning you can't rent property that's not legal in the state of New York, and you have to give, in a residential property, you have to give a, either a copy of the CO, or in bold typeface, you have to do the then currently valid CO, meaning if you had a CO back in the day, let's assume you got a CO in 1983, 
but then you added dormers and you expanded your kitchen. Your CO is no longer valid. You had to get permits and get a real CO. And by the way, tenants out there that are listening know. What do they know, Lauren? If there's no CO, why pay? So you better make sure you do that. Next one. That a month-to-month lease can always be canceled on 30-day notice. Why can't we do that? Why, uh, 30 days notice. I, that's, everyone does a month. 30 days. No, month. Did you know in the Housing Stability and Tenant Protection Act, they changed that rule? That's the That was passed in 2019? Yeah, in 2019. Here's the way it works now. There may be a 30-day notice that works, and there may not be. It's dependent on how long your tenant's been there. So if your tenant's been there, if your tenant's been there for under one year, or the lease is for under one year, 30-day notice works. However, if your tenant's been there between one and two years, or the lease is between one and two years, you need 60 days notice. Oh, it gets better. If the tenant's been there, or the lease is for more than 10 years, I mean more than two years, you need 90 days notice, Lauren. So when you're dealing with an eviction, whether you're buying a property, you own a property, and you only have a month to month, 30, and by the way, after you do the 30, 60, 90 day notice, it's going to take you a lot more time after. You know why? You got to go through the court system. Good. Yeah, how long does a typical eviction take? You should expect six months. Like if you're not budgeting for six, if you're in New York City, I once had a judge. We were in New York City. It was on our family's property. And we were in the city. And here's what the judge said. I loved what the judge said. He goes, counselor, you've been here before. I know you're right. Everything you're saying sounds like it's right. But this tenant's going to play games and they're going to be here for a year and a half because I know who their lawyer is and I know what they're doing. Can you just give them money to leave? That's what the judge said to us. Because sometimes it's not fair, but that's the system. The tenants know how to play the games too. And that's what they do. And so you know what I said back to the judge? We got our I's dotted, our T's crossed, and we're ready to roll. It all depends if you know how to shut down their games. That's the thing you need to be able to do. You have to have a valid CO attached to the lease or in bold typeface. You have to have the sprinkler notice or you're out of luck. So that was two truths and a lie. The lie was that you can get rid of a tenant on 30 days notice if it's a month to month. Next week, we got two truths and a lie again. Let's go over what our choices are going to be. I'm going to post this on at Listen to Lieb on Facebook. Okay. Let's read the first one. Title insurance does not cover real estate code violations. The second one. A purchaser's real estate attorney is not responsible for ensuring that the property is up to code. The next one. When you buy a property and never change the structure, that means the structure is legal and up to code. So code, so everyone understands, is what we're talking about right now, is whether your property was legally built with permits and whether the municipality, meaning the town, the village, the city, after you were done building it, came and inspected again and made sure it was legal then and issued you what's called a certificate of occupancy or a certificate of compliance. When it's not up to code, you can expect lots of tickets. And as we did in our earlier segment today, there's going to be all new laws coming out of New York State in the near term about additional fines about additional enforcement because the New York State Senate did a major investigation cracking down on illegal property. So what we need to know is when we're buying property, is it legal? How are we going to know? You got to stay tuned next week for Two Truths and a Lie, and you'll find out at Listen to Leap. Have you ever dreamed of owning a rental property, flipping a home, opening a successful business? This is Real Estate Investing with Andrew Lee.